Welcome to the survival podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survived the apocalypse, so you don't have to. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. And this week, we're going to need a really big fucking boat. <laughs> like, like the biggest boat. Can I just say off the top, my favorite part of this movie yeah. was its poster. <laughs> yeah. Excellent poster. Whoever came up with that, genius. Brilliant. Good job. Uh, they they done more for the movie than the screenwriters, of which there were three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. But uh, the poster for people who haven't seen it. Uh, I'm currently Googling it. Oh, I thought you knew what I was talking about <laughs> when you reacted that way. Well, the poster I is... I have a memory of it. It's a recreation of the famous Jaws poster, where it's the attractive woman in the bikini swimming and the great white shark coming up from below with his jaws opened ready to swallow her that's the famous jaws poster they've essentially recreated that so you have the woman above water the shark coming up just below jaws opened but then below him the megalodon is coming for him oh yeah that's fun it's a really good poster it actually doesn't really well now obviously there's multiple versions of the poster but um yeah i'm just looking at these different ones this one was used heavily when you know in 2018 when it came out i think on the lead up to it they were kind of using it as viral marketing and maybe didn't use it as branding for the film itself oh i, I'll see, send... I see the exact one you're talking about yeah, yeah. it's it great it looks like the jaw it's the jaws font and everything yeah. yeah it's excellent yeah yeah like they might not have actually used it for the theatrical release but in the for when the trailer was released and the viral market and they might have used it there might have been copyright issues that prevented them from branding the film with it but <laughs> i found one where it's the dog paddling <laughs> right <laughs> it's pretty funny so what an amazing movie john great movie absolutely yeah, well... this one. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing the meg from 2018 the jason Statham movie yeah that um, it was a pretty big deal when it did come out. Yeah, yeah. Instantly forgettable, I, I feel. I would have never seen it, only for some reason, a couple of months ago I was talking to you on Discord, and you just randomly said, oh yeah, I watched The Meg the other night. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, what? Like, I done a real, what? Sort of double take. Because <laughs> it's like, why, why would Shane just randomly decide to watch the meg it's a film you might watch if we were going to do an episode on it but we'd never even discussed it yeah it was you know when you sit down at night and you go i just want to watch a real dumb 90 minute movie and i had a quick look through i can't even tell you whether it was netflix or amazon prime but i looked through like whatever uh whatever my search was i clicked the dumb category yeah whatever my search word was it was like in the list and I went oh yeah I've never seen that and I always wanted to see it yeah because it's about a, a prehistoric gigantic shark attacking people so yeah. um, I uh, so I watched it and, so, and then thought oh we never did an episode on that yeah and I watched it very soon after you said it just thinking well eventually we'll probably do an episode on it so I might as well get it out of the way yeah and uh, we just decided to do it this week before we completely forget about the movie because it's already been months since we've watched it and it's not 
a very memorable <laughs> film so no. oh, I, <laughs> and there's had... no way i'm watching it again we couldn't put this episode <laughs> off for two years because then i'd have to watch it again yeah and that ain't happening no i i watched the trailer literally about 10 minutes before we started recording um uh to give myself a refresher and i was like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> well to 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 fill listeners in on the film if they don't plan to watch it though i would suggest watching it because you don't like watch it while you're cooking dinner you know you don't you don't need to dedicate any time to this it can just be on in the background and there is some just like good scenes there's like fun yeah. stuff that'll you know you'll you'll turn your head and be like oh that's pretty fun and that's yeah. the kind of film it is but so um jason statham 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 isn't it yeah fast and furious guy he plays uh, a rescue diver, I guess. Uh, the film opens on him attempting to save a crew of uh, from a damaged nuclear sub, and he he leaves some behind. He he saves some of them, but they have to. They just have. He he makes the executive decision that there's not enough time, and he just has to go. And that's like a decision that haunts him, and everybody blames him for or well not everybody but one guy who worked with him blames him for leaving these people behind even though he just saved a couple of dozen and he was right yeah. it blows the, the submarine blows up as soon as he leaves so you're like well, why why would anybody why would anybody give him shit for making that decision he literally just yeah. saved dozens of people and made the right call that the others were doomed and didn't sacrifice <laughs> the other anyway so i had a big problem with that i, I guess yeah. that's the point <laughs> no it is and it's how his whole um basically the whole point is he's he's an expert on submarine accidents and subs being yeah. stuck so he can tell the telltale signs by the sound of it he's like okay it's like it's gonna break apart for you soon you gotta go or whatever but also the and the whole it, it's like jeff goldblum in the jurassic park sequel where he swears that there was something big down there to cause this disaster i forgot about that that was that basically just never comes back does it it, it doesn't but because they never actually because he, he never says what he thinks it was yeah and as we get into the film we know well we can spoil this it doesn't really matter the meg in the film comes from the, the later in the film they're digging into the mariana trench very similar to a film we talked about a few weeks ago yeah and they really the meg is able to escape through some crevice or some shit that they open i can't even remember it doesn't it's matter. a it's, there's methane gas which yeah. basically creates an underground or underwater lake and it's nothing can get past that gas barrier yeah but they they send down their stubs and they break the gas apart enough to let the sharks out so, so the point is at that moment in the film, that's the first time a Meg has come true. So it obviously isn't a Meg that caused it in the flashback in yeah. the opening. So it probably was just some other sea creature, but it could have been a giant octopus. Who knows? It was. There is mention that he he thinks something else caused it, and people didn't believe him. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's but yeah, it doesn't come back movie. up again. It's strange but this is the problem and we get in i'll I'll come back to this when we talk a bit more about the film itself but this is why i mentioned the three writers at the start because sometimes how films big blockbusters like this work is a writer might write one on spec and people buy it yeah and then they hire their own writer to do a rewrite and then a script doctor comes in and does his own write I feel like this one, three different people wrote three different scripts and then an editor just like copied and pasted a bunch of random shit from each script together. (laughs) 
because <laughs> there's characters that actually completely change like okay we'll, we'll get to that later but remind me to get back to characters that just completely shift <laughs> Yeah. so anyway jason statham's character after that accident he ends up like all classic action heroes five years later he's an alcoholic living in a on a beach somewhere yeah. and I, I can't remember if it's an old friend or whatever but um somebody comes back to to recruit him for another rescue mission and he's having none of it until he finds out that his ex-wife is one of the people stuck yeah. <laughs> so there's a research facility digging in, uh, drilling into the Mariana Trench, as they're always doing. And one of the submarines gets stuck down there. Can't even remember why. And there's some creature maybe uh, hunting them. And so he, he has to go and help the rescue mission. It's They get attacked by something. They don't know what it is. Yeah. I... And then they turn off their lights and sit at the bottom. See, I think we're doing that thing where we're going into too much detail about I know, every yeah, aspect no, no, just, of the film. <laughs> I know, yeah, no, I'm just I'm, re- I'm remembering it as you're saying it, um, but it's uh, yeah, that's what keeps them down there. And, uh, is they are attacked by an egg, basically. Yeah, they do that uh, great uh, false jump scare where you think you're going to see the Meg, but then it turns out it's just a giant octopus. But then <laughs> yeah. the Meg eats the giant octopus. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars style. Well, I, I guess we can get into a character thing so um the facility that uh, jason statham arrives at the facility it's uh off the coast well 200 miles off the coast of china i believe which is very important for uh the film not just in the actual story but the market and, and the entire reason it exists because it pretty much exists for the chinese audience <laughs> yeah. oh boy is it, it it's a film made it's it's one of those american movies made to sell to the chinese yeah like, um, what was that Matt Damon one, The Great Wall? Oh, yeah. Although yeah. I believe that was actually a co-production. But for people that don't know, that it's a big thing in Hollywood now. The, the Chinese market's so big that a lot of films are made to cater to Chinese audiences. And I don't don't think you'd find a better example than The Meg. I think this is the aim of the like Transformers movies and all that kind of stuff are aimed at that market. Yeah, when when they relaunched Transformers, the Mark Wahlberg one, their Ooh. entire focus was to the Chinese audience. And uh, Batman v Superman and the Justice League as well. Yeah. Uh, and Star Wars. Star Wars failed. Apparently the Chinese don't really like Star Wars, so they've given up on that. But yeah. half of the reason Disney bought Star Wars was they thought that they could sell it in China. But apparently the originals were never shown there, you see. So there's, yeah. no, there's no nostalgia factor. So they just went, what is this shitty sci-fi? They completely underestimated its value in China. Yeah. I remember seeing, I can't remember the, the figures, but they showed like a breakdown of what was making in China and compared it to like horror movies that had limited releases because they include like things that aren't really allowed in China and they still made more money than Star Wars. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, it's hilarious because Disney rested their hat on that so much. Yeah. <laughs> but but this is wh- wh- what I wanted to get into straight away, just uh, the characters in this film. So we arrive on this um, research base. Basically an oil rig. Yeah. yeah, a research base in the sea off the coast of China. And it's been funded by a, a tech billionaire, like a, an Elon Musk type character, I guess. Yeah. 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 And he's played by... Um, Oh, what's his name? Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson, yeah. Dwight from The Office. 
and he like his character is so funny in this because he's introduced as the typical sort of he's a douchebag he he like they introduce him when he's he he's introduced to the daughter of the guy on the base and all this and he tries to speak chinese and he they don't do that stupid movie cliche where he says yeah. something completely ridiculous Random. like it's nice to meet your skull or something like that yeah just yeah, to yeah. show he's an idiot who can't even speak chinese because everybody should be able to speak chinese obviously <laughs> <laughs> but then within like the next scene he comes he's like really interested in what's going on on the base and stuff and later in the movie like he like basically when they introduced him i thought oh so he's going to be the billionaire who is in it for he's got some ulterior motive there's going to be a scene where he leaves everybody to die yeah. and abandons them and they don't do any of that which i actually liked he ends he saves two people in the film yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's also a scene where like so skipping way ahead there's a scene later in the film where ruby rose the australian actress model there's, she's in the film she yeah. plays that really typical michael bay type of character where she's like you know graduated top of her class in harvard was a <laughs> pilot uh she you know she's every, every, every she her dad was a mechanic so she can fix every car for some reason yeah, yeah. she's just she's that character and like there's a scene where like she's drowning and rain wilson's character saves her and I timed it. I had to go back. This is the only thing I rewatched from the film. Oh, really? Six six minutes later in the film, they're escaping from the Meg on a boat. And he, I can't remember the line he says, but she turns to another character and she's like, do you think if we just threw him overboard, it'd slow the Meg down? Oh, yeah. yeah. And you're like, he saved, he, he jumped in the water and saved your life six minutes ago. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, this is, that is two different writers. They're writing a yeah, different yeah. character. Yeah, and it's he, like, so bad. Like he's being a douchebag in like he's a douche stuff bag. he's saying, and like his whole thing is he. And then later in the film, he does something that's kind of bad. But but yeah, that's the problem. Like he's kind of just silly. He's he's like an excited child with too much money who funded this expedition, pumped one point three billion dollars into it apparently, without knowing what they were looking for. Because he but, just figured he'd get, make he'd find something. Yeah, which I can understand if you had that much money, why wouldn't you? But yeah, and so he's just kind of like a silly child who who's playing by by doing this, and yeah, that makes him come across douchey. But when you actually see him under like pressure in the film, he's yeah. a good guy. He saves people's lives in the <laughs> film. Uh, he's the one that comes up with the plan later in the film to to actually blow it up. Yeah, <laughs> but the characters don't react that way at all. They react like he's the cliched villain from '90s disaster movies. Yeah, <laughs> I just found that really funny. Yeah, you kind of change his character. You know. uh, no, sorry, I skipped a way ahead there. I just no, wanted no, no, to point no. out that that was because at first when I was watching the movie, I thought, "Oh, this is going to be a really cle- clever kind of deconstruction of disaster movie tropes." because yeah. of what they were doing with his character and then i got to the point where she said that line and then later in the movie where he turns i was like oh no it's just that the writers weren't paying attention and like there's a point in the middle of the movie where he's basically the mayor from jaws yeah yeah exactly well that's it that's the other point i was getting to yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't want to tell like the chinese government or 
to warn anybody because it's his find and he wants to make money from it or something. And then, then he calls in his own mercenaries and so like, yeah, yeah, it's just like, he doesn't want to be blamed for it. So he doesn't tell anyone. It's like, it, his character is really inconsistent. Earlier, you said you pumped 1.3 billion into this, not knowing what they were actually doing just because you had the money. So why do you care yeah. about insurance? You clearly don't. Yeah. It goes again. It's, it's so stupid. But and that's what annoyed me that they were actually I t- I thought they were setting up a very cle- clever kind of spin on that trope, but it was just they, they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, but like, like there's loads of things that happen like that that just lead to nothing. Like there's setups that don't go anywhere. Like I suppose at the well, it is the start is so they, they go ahead of the so, like the concept is like there's this team are trapped in and they only have so much air and so much time before they will be dead if we don't rescue them in time and so what do the guys do is they get in a helicopter and fly to go find Jason Statham then mm. spend however long trying to convince him to come then fly him back and then he agrees to do it and then he decides to go rescue them but yeah. like in that time even they could have just rescued them <laughs> They even wait to tell him his his ex wife is at the bottom. They have like the back and forward first. And yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't your fault. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, well, your wife's there. And as soon as he said your your ex wife is at the bottom of the ocean, then he's on board. I'm like, yeah. well, he should have just shown up. He should have. That'd be like if that was me. That'd have been the first thing I would have said. I wouldn't have even shown up. I would have just like sent him a text because I'm like, this will save a lot of time. I'll just take yeah. it. Hey, your wife's stuck at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> You're the well, only man that can save her. I was waiting for his like the eighties movie action is him. He should have turned around and went, let the bitch drown or something. <laughs> um, and then be like, but we'll pay you two million dollars. He's that, like, I'm in. You know what I mean? That would have been the. Um, that is one thing I will give the film credit for character wise that was actually on purpose unlike the Rain Wilson stuff yeah. that um, he just goes and saves his ex-wife and that's it there's no uh, rekindling of their former yeah. love or anything it's just <laughs> no. like oh yeah no that's that's that yeah because he still cares about still her. care about her she's an ex-wife we spent like 10 years together obviously I'm gonna try yeah. and help save her from the bottom of the ocean but uh, yeah. my job's done like the whole thing is like you're the only man for the job, but then the the daughter of the main researcher, like she just goes and is pretty much on her way to rescue them, <laughs> like no problem. Yeah. And then, uh, and then there's this whole thing where Jason Statham's character can't remember his name, and he um, Jonas Taylor. Oh yeah, Jonas, and he. It's a great name. That's the I I just that's the only yeah. name I remember. Um. I was going to say Shaw, but that's his name from a Fast and Furious. <laughs> and um, he he does this this whole thing where like he goes down too fast and yeah, yeah. basically like, giving himself the himself the bends and and it's just like but he just gets through it by being well hard because <laughs> he's so hard because he's Jason Statham. And yeah, but, but it's kind of but it's kind of done in a way as if like this is this is something he has an ability to do like he, he, his body can take this. And then it's just never used again. <laughs> so it's like, I, as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, so he's going to have, there's going to be a scene where like the shark is, he's in another submarine. The shark drags him too far down too quickly. And everyone is passed out, but he's the only one who can, who can be awake. And he manages to 
fire an engine or something, you know, and get away. Like, it's from five years of alcohol abuse. Yeah, like I, I thought there's going to be a moment where this will come back and it would be of his benefit that he can do this. But no, it just, it was just to try and make us seem that he's well armed. <laughs> yeah. Now, th- this might come across as rather like maybe insulting. I don't know. But um, so the Chinese lady who is the serf, we'll just call her the second Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you? T- she's obviously a, a popular Chinese actress. Yeah, I assume so. And you know, it's a film very much aimed for the Chinese audience, so they're going to cast a, a known Chinese actress. Did you get the impression that she probably doesn't speak English and just learnt? it phonetically oh yeah i didn't even think of that maybe yeah i really got that like she seemed like there was zero emotion in any line she delivered it it, it sounded like it was somebody delivering lines that they just didn't understand that was just like okay yeah this is what i meant to say this is how i pronounce these words or maybe she does speak english but she's definitely not I, I i don't even know what i'm trying to say it just there was Did no she learn english either. for this movie yeah, and like she's probably a great actress in yeah. Chinese movies, but I just thought there was like absolutely zero emotion in anything she's saying. Yeah, and it's yeah. not like she was acting alongside Marilyn Brando, you know. No, but not not to give Jason Statham shit. I actually think he's a very good actor yeah. for for specific things, but he he is very good. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it's one of those things that happens a lot in movies when there's an actor he's like. English isn't their first language. Um, they learn, um, they learn yeah. their lines. Uh, it just because they've learned it so much, it just becomes wooden. There's no, there's no room for like putting kind of natural, any natural, or uh, yeah, kind of naturalness into it at all. It just becomes. I have learned my line. This is the line. I will deliver it there. Yeah, yeah. Now a lot of it could be on just the director too. Uh, I don't want to give her a hard time. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually speaking of which do you know who this was directed by no okay so don't look it up but uh it's a guy called john turtle cob i'm not sure yeah. how to pronounce his name i always thought it's john turtle hub but it's turtle tob does that name ring a bell no it's funny because i when i saw because i was watching it and i saw directed by john turtle tob and i was like Oh, I know him well. And I was like, wait, what do I know him for? And I just, I had a visual of seeing his name on so many movies. And oh, I, looked really? and I, I looked him up on IMDb and he directed Three Little Ninjas, Cool, <laughs> Run- cool Runnings, <laughs> While You Were Sleeping, Phenomenon, Instinct, uh, Disney's The Kid, national treasure like let's be like not great movies and i was like wait i definitely don't recognize him from fucking tree ninjas and cool runnings and then i realized jericho he he was like one of the showrunners for jericho he was the at the end of every episode he was the first credit Ah, and so that's where i recognized his name that's really funny yeah just thought that was worth mentioning not to shit on his other, the actual films he directed. Some of them are fine. Yeah, Three Ninjas is deadly. We're 26 well, minutes in, I'm finding it hard to come up with stuff to say about this movie. Well, anyway, so like, look, this yeah. is what happens. Jason Statham saves everybody 
there's one Chinese lad in the submarine who sacrifices himself because the Meg's going to attack and he needs to give the other boys time to escape. So oh, he yeah. does the honourable thing. We see a lot of that in the film. Yeah. They escape, uh, but the Meg's still around. It's stalking them, it's stalking their ship. Uh, the billionaire guy, Rain Wilson's character, gets the idea that they'll just blow it up. Um, will we just Let's just rush to that. Yes, very, very, very early in the film, they kill the Meg. Yeah, um, which is great, but you know exactly what's about to happen. There's a bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Jaws. It happens in Jaws. Yeah, they think they think they've got the shark, and then the license plate in Jaws. I think it's they find a license plate in its stomach from like Missouri, not Missouri. That's <laughs> inland. <laughs> but, but they do, they find a a license plate plate in its stomach from somewhere, and they're like, "Well, it's clearly not the same shark." But in this, well, it's, it's a, up, yeah. yeah. In this, it's just uh, the bigger shark just fucking comes out of the water, swallows the other one whole, <laughs> and then like lands <laughs> lands on their boat and turns it over. Which, to be fair, I knew it was coming. Even like. There's a guy relaxing in the sea, like celebrating that they've killed the Meg, and you're watching it, and you're just like, any minute now he's going to be swallowed whole by another Meg, and you know it's coming. But when it does happen, you're still like, that's a pretty good shot. They, do you know what they do? They do a really good thing where they mess with your expectations there because the shark is like hanging up on chains at the back of the boat, and they're trying to convince one character to put his head in the jaws, mm. and you think it's going to snap yeah you think it's going to snap and then it doesn't a bigger shark comes out of the water (laughs) so they kind of play with your expectations there uh, yeah 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 they're kind of like we know that you know one of two things are happening here but we're going to tease one so at least the other one can be somewhat of a surprise yeah but um (laughs) and the funny thing is we're almost up to the end of the movie at that but (laughs) Because now it's just they're, they're, they've got this bigger shark following. Yeah, them. there's, um, yeah, it's such a monstrous shark. So it's just a super predator. They um, have it that the one, the first one they killed is just like a baby Meg, yeah, essentially, because yeah. it's way bigger than Great White. Because they're, I suppose they're different shapes. They're kind of fatter. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you want to talk about megalodons in general? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just so I, I assume everybody know, like megalodons are pretty famous at this point. Yeah, they're like the, they're real. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the whole reason the Meg exists is, and, and is the thing, the Meg is meant to be kind of a silly B movie because there's been yeah. this o- over the last ten years with, like, you know, films like Sharknado and all that. You've heard of Sharknado, I think. Yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, well, like, they kind of got their start because 10 years ago there was a film called Megalodon versus Giant Octopus. Yeah. And it just became, like, an internet meme. And then there was all these other, like, B-movie Megalodon... All these B-movie Megalodon things. And so, obviously, these producers wanted to jump on that and make, like, an actual $200 million Megalodon movie. (laughs) They essentially made the film for a meme, which I can respect that. They probably done it eight years too late, though. I think like the Megalodon, yeah. the silly Megalodon movie meme reached its peak around two thousand and ten. Yeah, they're a bit late with it. Two thousand eighteen. 
Yeah. For people that don't know, Megalodon is a, an ancestor of sharks we see today. Uh, a lot of people still think they may have not ever actually existed. And it's... Oh, really? Yeah, like they think that like things that because like all what anything they've they, we we haven't found bones, we've only found the teeth. Oh yeah. So people, a lot of people do think that it's um what they've found have just been shark species that still exist, but just like exceptionally big ones. Yeah. yeah. Now, looking into it, it seems like they are wrong. It does seem like there is more evidence that suggests that they definitely did exist. Yeah. Um, and not just more so based on evidence they've found on other sea creatures rather than megalodons themselves, but like teeth marks on whales oh, yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, so records indicate that they were, uh, that they lived in subtropical to temperate latitudes. Uh, like before the before the formation of Panama, yeah. uh, so they were probably so they were a cosmopolitan. They or they had a cosmopolitan distribution, which doesn't mean they like drank lattes and had a wine subscription, <laughs> uh, but it just means that they were everywhere. Oh, okay, uh, they're all over like, the Yeah, and I guess like the waters would have been warmer then, so yeah, they had free rain. But but not just in terms of temperature. Apparently, they could live in like any kind of water, as in like swampier or sandier water. Once it was like once it was warm and deep enough, they were fine. Wow, that's mad. That there was no that that was the only condition that really um, affected them. Yeah, which which is kind of cool because you think about sharks, you think because I remember when we done the Jaws episode and we done the story. The story Jaws was based on about that uh, great white shark that terrorized the uh, the New Jersey shore in like nineteen oh nine. Oh yeah. And one of the one of the peop one of the children it killed was in like a fucking lake. It got into oh, Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Like yeah. it swam yeah. up in, and you're like, What the fuck? But it turned out it wasn't a great white, it was a bull shark. And they can actually live in um yeah, fresh water. Fresh water, yeah. yeah. But so it seems like the yeah the megalodon would have been like that where it could just live in any condition. That's crazy. Uh, and yeah, hunted a variety of animals. Uh, sea turtles was a big one, and then dolphins and larger whales. And that's where they get actually most of their evidence from is the fossil remains of other whales, and oh, seeing yeah. like its teeth marks in it. Um, and that's where you know megalodon how it gets its name. Uh, no, please tell me. There's not a lot to it. It uh, yeah. it just means big toot. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember. Reading but what's funny looking into it as well? So most interpretations, uh, like the, the famous ones anyway. When when you see a megalodon, like how it's depicted in the film, yeah. is just like a really big, like bulkier grey white shark. Yeah. But and I didn't know this, but most researchers believe that. That's not what it looked like at all. Oh, uh, they're, they're probably longer. Yeah, well, well, not just that, but like, as in that they don't share many attributes with the great white. Even though the great white is probably its closest descendant, they yeah. think it was probably like bulkier and probably had a darker color, and its fins would have been smaller, and it probably had a more crescent-shaped tail because 
basically because if you look at every other animal that would be even nearly as close to as big as Megalodon, they all share those attributes because they need it to reduce drag when swimming, oh, which the great, the, the great white doesn't need, so it never evolved to have that shape. Yeah. But Megalodon would have needed it. So, again, they're basing this purely on theory, but they think that if Megalodon was as big as they think it was, it, it wouldn't have resembled a great white. There's no reason, like evolution, from an evolutionary standpoint, there's no reason it would have looked like a great white. Oh, yeah. So they think more like, um, I think, is it a tiger shark? Or baskin shark? That's the, oh, I think baskin yeah. shark is what they think it looked like. But I just found, and when I read that, I was like, oh, that's disappointing. I always just pictured it as a giant gray white. But then I was like, but usually when you look into what the difference between a movie animal and how it actually looked, yeah. like dinosaurs, they're, they're always the complete opposite. So I should have been fully prepared. But yeah, apparently its mouth was the only thing that probably looked like a gray white. Oh, yeah, because the way they have to kind of, their gums kind of come out a bit when they bite mm. and stuff there. I'd say it's like probably closer to like a killer, like you look at a killer whale in terms of its shape, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because great well, whites are so um, kind of mussy looking. Now, yeah, yeah, and that was it. Like, it's they think it would have been just like it would have been like a tank. It would have been just yeah, like yeah. A, a fucking mass of bulk, and probably had like longer a longer tail but smaller fins just to give it more speed because it would have need it would needed that to fight against the current because it was so big oh yeah of course the size and it probably a snubbier nose than the pointed nose that you think of sharks yeah yeah i'm looking at the image of the eye what megalodon probably actually look like oh uh, yeah <laughs> or like the top fin is actually quite small i see what you mean yeah yeah like it wouldn't stick out of the water the way jaws does yeah like tiny tiny eyes yeah i get you just like so not at all like it does in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. And it was actually, like, I'm not going to read it, but there was, like, maybe we'll just post a link to it. But only two months ago, there, there's an article in The Guardian, and only two months ago, uh, there was actually a UK research team done a study to try and determine what it would have actually looked like. And it seems to match up to this theory. But they, But they were also able to determine its size and i think they put it at 46 feet wow which is pretty fucking crazy <laughs> so i'm just going to read it quick just to make sure i got that right uh researchers used mathematical methods and comparisons with living relatives to find the overall size of the megalodon blah 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 the result suggests a 16 meter megalodon is likely to have had a head of 4.65 meters long a dorsal (laughs) fin of 1.62 meters tall and a tail 3.85 meters long (laughs) this is why i like this this means an adult human (laughs) could stand on the back of the shark and be about the same height as as the dorsal fin wow which is like picture riding that shark that makes sound like the fin is massive which is the opposite of what we've just said no, but that's but by comparison yeah yeah. yeah yeah that's crazy oh that's so big <laughs> yeah jesus like so you are this fin is the height of an average person that's just <laughs> yeah, yeah that's just can insane. you imagine that yeah. but it's, it's kind of like for all the movies and stuff can you fathom like 
standing next to a dinosaur. You know what I mean? Just like a big one, like a T-Rex or the giant and like long necks. So, you know, where they're, <laughs> where like their footprint is the size of a car. Like it's just. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like what do you do? Like, like imagine you just happen to be like, you're just on a cruise for some reason. You and your wife are on a cruise <laughs> and you just happen to be there when a Maglodon just arrives for the first time in 13 million years or whatever like what's your reaction to that to just see it it's like it just you just see it like it just dives up you, you're you're whale watching and you see this beautiful whale and you're all taking pictures and then out of nowhere a fucking megalodon just comes up underneath it breaks its neck in one bite and drags it down to the bottom <laughs> of the ocean like what do you do you're technically you're in no immediate danger no no uh, uh, well, you probably a little bit of danger. You'd imagine it could knock your ship over. If you're on a cruise, it's probably big enough that you're fine. But you're not going to be thinking that. Still, you're going to be like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, like they're they're big bastards. Um, it's kind of one of the things. Yeah, I think you just can't fathom it. Like it's just, um, I never know. It's one of those things that is said but you don't know is it true like the idea that when native americans first saw the ships of the spanish off the coast they didn't see them because of something they couldn't comprehend like their brain usually just blocked it out or whatever yeah and i don't know how much truth there is to that kind of concept it's hard to de- determine whether it's true or not i guess isn't it especially in a day and age where now like we we know and see so much you know mm. And, uh, especially yeah, because we, movies and special effects. Yeah, we we have nothing to compare it to because even stuff that don't exist in our world, we've created in the imagination. Like yeah. we'll never have that when spaceships show up because we've seen Independence Day. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. As different as they might look, we will still have some sort of an understanding of giant things coming out of the sky. We'll be like, oh well, they're aliens. You know? Yeah. yeah. Whereas the the idea of anything traveling overseas was, well, an alien idea to these people. So yeah. I can see how they couldn't comprehend it. That's like you're getting into Lovecraftian sort of Cthulhu territory there, where <laughs> yeah. the human mind couldn't actually comprehend what these things were. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I don't know, like, cause I suppose Megalodon is a, it's a dinosaur-type creature, you know, it's, um, it's of prehistoric world and um I've, like, I've just been into dinosaurs forever since i was a kid but still just thinking of like actually standing next to one yeah it's just insane <laughs> yeah i've never i'd like i'd like to even just see one like a recreation in a museum or that yeah like just proper... to get an idea of the scale yeah like um i'd love to go see like blue whales like whale watch because they're just so big yeah, yeah. Do you know what what they think actually? Or like why why the megalodon went extinct? Is it just that the water cooled down too much? That was one of the theories, and then like around that point, a lot of the a lot of aquatic uh, animals went extinct around the same time. And by oh, same yeah. time, we mean within like a million years of each yeah, other. Yeah. But now, like current research actually suggests the great white shark is what caused its extinction. Really? 
which is crazy because it's just like it's the reverse of the poster for the film. Now, now not by grey whites just hunting adult megalodons, but essentially just the grey whites were just too fast oh, and yeah. too fucking cunning and hungry for them to keep up with. So they just uh, they ate all their food, essentially. They classed them. Yeah, for the younger megalodons just couldn't keep up with great oh, whites, yeah. and so over the course of a few million years, that that just wiped them out. Wow. Um, yeah, because great whites found... white are smarter. Yeah, but but it just like it's great, like because you take like great white. I I read this. Damn it! What was it? I saw the other day. Completely unrelated to this episode, I saw a tweet. I think it was like a Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm tweet or something and it was just like mentioning it was like a planet not in our solar system but a planet a discovered planet and it just yeah. mentioned that great white sharks have existed on earth longer than that that planet exists in sp- has existed in space <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how long they've been around it might not have been that but it was something like that it was just something like that just like fucked with my brain where it's just like that's how long grey whites have been around yeah because they're, they're really ancient yeah. they're like 650 million years old or something yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy and they still don't know how long they live either like we know so little about them yeah yeah, yeah. the longest I think isn't it the longest on record the the, the oldest great white on record is yeah. also the biggest great white on record yeah because they just keep growing yeah but that's what that means that like well well how big is the one we didn't track yeah <laughs> you know if, if the oldest is also the biggest like yeah that that kind of fucks up my brain too well that that was one of the theories with megalodons for years is that they were just very old great whites before they decided the they cool, were separate species as well. yeah that's the cool legend sort of surrounding them that yeah they're just a really big gray white but it seems like they're a different breed entirely yeah man sharks are cool though yeah <laughs> great whites are terrifying they're just they're just so terrifying they're something they're about smart them. yeah um, their mouths but just the way they look like they look so fucking well they just look aggressive i guess a lot of it is just jaws yeah. though right if Jaws never existed, yeah. would would we think they were as scary looking? For, uh, probably not. I think those sharp teeth, I'd be pretty scared either way. I'm, like, to be honest, oh, yeah. most fuck, most sea creatures are pretty fucking terrifying, right? Oh, they are, yeah. Unless you're talking about sea lions and shit, even though they're extremely dangerous, but yeah. they at least look kind of cute. I, I think the ocean is just horrifying. <laughs> yeah no i'm with you there yeah it's scarier than space i think we were talking about this on discord after we done um the underwater episode tony brought it up where he i think he kind of mentioned like that that the only thing that really like scared him is being underwater and having no escape that's the only thing that he he really saw as being like a truly just horrifying idea and i'm inclined to agree like I I I'll take more like I'll take a chance with almost anything, but like being underwater for a long period of time, that just terrifies me because there's so much unknown down there. 
I'd rather like yeah. I'd rather die in space than die underwater. I think. <laughs> like, is in like you sent like, if I had a choice between living in a space station for a month or living in a fucking research facility at the Mariana Trench, oh, I'm yeah. choosing the space station. Nope, I wouldn't even need to consider it. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Um, I think that's why I find underwater so terrifying. Yeah, and even though like. That doesn't show you a whole lot of just the weird shit that's down there. But like you, yeah. wa- you watch any like Discovery Channel documentary, and you see all those like translucent creatures that live down there, and they all look like they come from Hell's Domain. It's yeah. fucking terrifying. Like there's worms. There's like there's a worm at the bottom of the Mariana Trench that um, I think it's. I'm trying to think. I think no. I was going to say ten feet. I think it's. Maybe it's a hundred feet long, technically, but its head oh, yeah. just sticks out of the the very bottom of the Mariana Trench. Its head just it's got these little tentacle heads, like like strings that come out along the trench, and anything that swims over it, they just capture it. They like wrap around it, and then the mouth <laughs> comes out and just eats them. But then below that, there's just this. It's this giant worm. Like it looks like a little worm, but buried below the trench it's yeah. just this like 100 foot worm yeah <laughs> it's the mo. it's i can't even I've, I've seen documentaries where they show it i'm doing such a bad job explaining why it is because it's so fucking alien like it looks like something hr geiger made up it's terrifying looking and that just lives there and we're all like we're all worried about the potential of aliens and it's like what well, there's so much oh, yeah. weirder shit just like living below us but even like you look at him, it's like octopus. Octopuses are really smart, mm. and they're uh, they're they're just so alien. And there's something weird with their DNA. That there was a paper going around a while ago saying, "Do you think they actually came from space?" Because they're not like anything else on the planet. And, uh, and then other people are debunking it and all sorts of stuff. That they're the descendant creature of mm. like an alien of some kind because they're just so different uh, have you have you ever like seen enough like smaller octopuses in aquariums doing yeah, have, yeah, yeah. tricks and shit yeah yeah it's mad like when they like i remember like being in an aquarium and it was like feeding time for the octopus but to feed it they put its food in different boxes every day <laughs> like puzzle boxes and it has to get its food out itself yeah, and it'll and solve it can, the puzzle. And it can just solve the puzzle. <laughs> and like, I remember growing up as a child, thing, like I always, I, I guess I was confusing octopuses with jellyfish or something. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, do they even have a brain? Are they just, they're just like a plant, right? But then you're, no, no, that's not the case. He's <laughs> an incredibly intelligent creature that yeah. can solve puzzles and, and like get angry when they can't as well. That's another thing. Like, the, Wait no, octopuses don't shoot out ink, do they? Um, no, I or maybe it's some squid. do. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. it's well, maybe squ- yeah. I can just remember like reading an example of octopuses showing like evidence that they show emotion when they can't solve a puzzle. They get angry. I guess maybe they just break the fucking puzzle. They gave up on trying to solve it and they just break the box instead. <laughs> Which is like also a sign of intelligence, I guess. They just get. Yeah. Uh, like frustrated with it. I um I was looking at great white shark stuff there while you were chatting and um I came across this story of uh, 
what fisherman he pulled up in his net a 100 kilo shark head and was like what the fuck decapitated this <laughs> yeah it's like what what did this yeah well, and and that's the only reason, like the giant octopus idea, that 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 was always seen as being a yeah, bit yeah. like a biblical story of a giant octopus. But then they started to find like whales with like the marks of what's it called? What, what are the sucker? I guess sucker marks we'll call them. Yeah. They started to find them on whales, and when they'd done the calculations, they figured out this would need to be like a hundred and four its arms would have needed to be a hundred feet to leave this to wrap it's in to wrap an entire arm around a whale it would have had to have been a hundred feet long but also like the size of the suckers yeah but the fact that they would there would be a circular you know this there would be circle marks around the entire whale's body meaning one arm had to wrap around the whale yeah, like how fucking big is that? Like, <laughs> but clearly it existed, or exists. A giant, giant. Yeah. They they do exist, but there's, def- there's definitely um, um, definitely giant sea creatures still alive and somewhere in the ocean. But I guess that it, that's the other thing is like it's hard to fathom how big the open sea is because it's what two thirds of the earth. Like, I it's think the it's more, is it? Yeah, I think so. I think it's more. Um, well, you take so you take the Mariana Trench. That is yeah, yeah. like the deepest recorded uh, part of the ocean, or the furthest we've been down, anyway. Uh, and we've only been down to one section. Like three people, James Cameron being one of them, has been to Challenger Deep. Oh yeah, which is the deepest part of the Mariana Trench, and that's just this little trench that, for some reason, goes deeper than everywhere else and they refer to that as this just it's just a small section of the ocean the mariana trench is the length i think it measures it's like from fucking ireland to spain (laughs) you know it's massive it might not be ireland to spain but it's something like that it's mass it's just this long stretch it's it's huge and people always talk about it as being just this small little section of the ocean that goes deeper than anywhere else and you're like yeah, yeah but it's the size of half a fucking continent yeah but it's like a <laughs> like, little, tiny little wedge in the ocean like, uh... like there there are creatures who that's their entire did they, they won't even cover the entirety of the mariana trench in their life cycle because it's that big yeah yeah and I like there are theories that Megalodon could still be alive in the Mariana Trench, and that's why we'd never yeah. see it. Uh, now it'd have to have evolved to like it'd be a very different creature now, yeah, uh, yeah. to live down there because it'd be feeding off like different different animals and stuff. Yeah, it's mad. Um, there's no, sorry, I lost my thought there. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, there's definitely. Like as you're saying, like giant squid and octopus and stingrays, uh, rays. Do, do you remember we did on? Um, I brought it up as a story on yesterday's news. We did, and it was a newspaper clipping of this fisherman who pulled up a giant um, stingray or ray. And oh, maybe. The, the picture basically looked photoshopped, but it was just like the lighting because of 
hair in the shot and it was a big giant wet thing and everything else around it was dry so it looked like fake it didn't look like it was right, right. real but all the reports were that it was definitely real all this kind of stuff um, it's an ancient ancient photo like from like early 1900s and it was so big it's massive uh, yeah I don't actually recall that story but which is weird you're a manta, you're manta ray right? a giant oceanic manta ray well, okay. Do you think? Do you think there is a chance it could still exist? Then, um, no. is something we might have to face. It's very unlikely. <laughs> but I think, but I think there are definitely great whites out there, way bigger than anything we found. Yeah, like way that, that I do. Yeah, that I agree with. That are much older. Right. So, so you don't think there's any chance it still exists? Um, I'd say one percent chance. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe that's generous. I don't really know. It, it seems like it could. I don't. I don't want to definitely say no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It seems like it couldn't like that, or if it did, if it was swimming around anywhere above, like well above the Mariana Trench, I guess we, we would know about it by now. I mean, we've got fucking like cameras all over the ocean. Yeah. We've missed a lot. We were constantly discovering new species, but I think we'd uh, noticed the the megalodon if yeah. he was still alive. But there have been sightings that I find very curious. Like, have you ever seen any of the the Google images of the sightings on Google Image, uh, like Google Maps? Oh, okay. Sorry, I said Google Image. Sorry, I meant Google Maps. If uh, uh, a, f- a few people reckon they've found uh, evidence of megalodon on google maps if you even if you google i'm looking here now yeah. oh wow you probably see the the one it's pretty like it looks like it's photoshopped but apparently it is on yeah. it is a genuine google map image uh i i'm assuming now we're looking at the the same yeah, one them, yeah. well that first one where it's just like a really blurry shadow yeah and it's got the red circles around it photo. yeah yeah, yeah. we'll post links on our Twitter and on Discord of these. Uh, but that also could be, like, that could just be a whale shark. You know, they're pretty big too. You know, they're... Yeah. It could be anything. But there is some, historically, there's some uh, good ones too. Have you ever seen... Now, don't Google it, because I'll send you on the one, the picture of it. But have you ever ha- heard of the Cape Town sighting? No. There's a very famous photo from World War Two. Yeah. off the coast of Africa I think it actually comes from the Germans it's a German photograph of uh, just their submarines it's just like yeah. a picture I think it's two submarines and there's a fin of a shark in the background and I don't it's one of those things where nobody realised Yeah. people just thought oh there just happens to be a shark in the background and then eventually somebody like done the maths they realised that the distance from the fin to the tail uh, comparing it to the submarine would make it like 40 feet <laughs> therefore the head to the fin must be around 20 and uh, it clearly wasn't a normal shark yeah they reckoned it was. I'll send you a picture of it okay yeah hold on a second I'm just, oh, just going to send it in the chat here it's pretty fucking massive like wait if we see this yeah <laughs> Sorry, I I I couldn't resist. I had a feeling. 
<laughs> it was just the tone of my voice. You, you just knew I was setting you up for something else. I'll send you the actual picture now. I just sent Shane a, a very unsafe for work picture. Oh, I have seen this image. So apparently... I'm going to say 64 feet. Now, here's the thing. This might this, this photo appeared on a Discovery Channel documentary about Megalodon. Yeah. And apparently there's no record of this photo existing before that documentary. So Discovery Channel might have faked it. Oh, yeah. I'm inclined to believe they did, though. And not... Like, the photo... Like, I think the photo seems like a... I, this is very the version I sent you is actually quite low res, but like the photo looks convincing. But he, my big problem with it is that it's a sepia toned photo. Yeah, and a lot of people think you see sepia toned that means it's old. Uh, photos weren't developed in sepia. To- like rich people done it for their family photos. Typically, when you're yeah, taking yeah. photos of a fucking some German show, German subs during the war. You weren't developing in sepia toned. No, no. That was like people don't realize that. That's that was a stylistic. That's not a, a mark of old photos. Sepia was actually a stylistic choice and and quite expensive to develop in. But that's why, if you actually look at historic photos, it's typically profile shots, family photographs, stuff like that, photos of kids, and just people that are in sepia tone that that was just a style at the time uh photos like this should always be in black and white so if you see them in sepia they're probably mm. fake we see that a lot in documentaries and even in movies they'll do it they'll just throw a sepia tone on shit to <laughs> let you know it's old but uh so that's why i'm not inclined to believe that one it should be just black and white right it's hard to tell because that's very easy to Photoshop, you know, because it's a res. Now, I think there is a higher res. That's just the one I sent you because I was distracted. <laughs> I was distracted looking for the joke photo to send you. <laughs> and, and generally, I don't because I, I look at that and I think generally when you shark surfaces, do you see the tail fin like that? I don't think so, but that might make more sense for um, the sort of modern idea of what a megalodon would have looked like, though. Yeah, yeah. but that could also just be two whales <laughs> i was just about to say yeah it's like all those sightings of the loch ness monster it's just like three sea lions swimming together yeah. and people think it's the three humps of the of the loch ness monster but no that's just three yeah. sea lions like that to me that looks more like a looking at the first fin of it you can see a bit of the body underneath it and it, to me that looks like a killer whale okay. um, yeah yeah so i assume so i assume that the other fin is just another one. Yeah. It's just further behind a, a smaller one. Okay, so I'm going to send you a video on the same, uh, uh, on the chat below us. And don't yeah. worry, there, this isn't going to be a joke. Uh, hold on, I need to get the time. I want to copy it from the right time. Because the there is this, so um, there's an American uh, underwater research team who have cameras Pretty much, um, yeah. well, not all over the world, but have cameras on, lo- like, at the bottom of oil rigs and all this stuff across yeah, the yeah. world. And they have light, you can watch live feeds of them at any time. And we'll post a link oh, to that yeah, on yeah. our Discord and stuff. And there's this one, this only, I think, maybe 2013 this happened, where it just happened. There was one kid from Chile who was just watching it at the right time and got a glimpse. And this is at the bottom of the Mariana Trench, I believe. 
and he just got yeah. a glimpse of something moving by in the background. And it's hard, like, you don't notice, like, it, it, it's so far away, you can't really tell how big it is. Yeah. But it looks like it's bigger than a grey white. Right. Um, I just posted it there. Oh, yeah. It should just play from from that time. Sorry, it's paying me an ad for Oh, of course. Like, all you see is a fin, but it just looks massive. Oh, yeah. Do you see it? Yeah, something just goes by. Wow. You watch that again. So they've done, like, they have <clears throat> tried to calculate how big it is based on what you see in that video and compared to how far away it is. Like, they know where the camera's set up, at least, so they can, can judge how far away it is. They have estimated that it's 62 feet long. <laughs> now, to to be fair, this does also come from a, a Discovery Channel documentary, so I might have to file that in the yeah, bullshit pile, too. Uh, keep not going back far enough. Sorry? Sorry, I'm trying to look at it again, because it's so fast. And the funny thing is, it, start, it, it swims by really fast, but then it kind of, you see it actually moves a bit more to the background and stops a little. Yeah, it's kind of, you can see... It's actually a really creepy shot, like, you just, but even if it is, it, like, it might just be a grey white, but it's down very low then. Like, either way, that's kind of... That's a big animal. <laughs> yeah. But either way, there's something not right there, because what's an animal that big doing even if it's not like like okay it's not a megalodon why is it that low like why is it so and how, how's it surviving down there and how's yeah. it getting down yeah the sea is weird i think that's what we're getting <laughs> <laughs> and we clearly don't have any authority to be talking about it which is why we do a, a film and comedy podcast and talk about stupid jason statham movies instead Sorry, one of the first comments underneath is I've managed to determine the length of this animal and according to my calculations it's bullshit feet long. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Yeah, no, Megalodon definitely like it can't it can't actually exist now. It just we don't have the conditions for it. Yes. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure there are like things in the Mariana Trench, for example, that we haven't found yet, but I don't think they're as big as Megalodon. They're probably no. not as big as uh, a tiger shark. Like, yeah, I I don't think small creatures could really survive down there. Or sorry, small. I don't think big creatures. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to be small to survive down there, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there used to be a theory that um, the deeper you go, the bigger things have to be to survive the pressure and stuff. But I think modern science is like, no, no, let's do the way around. <laughs> Well, it's, it's compared, like, bigger in what sense? I, I think, like, you're not going to find many um, salmon down there, you know? <laughs> but you don't need to be, you don't need to be a megalodon either. Like, it's like... No. Like, you look at animals like the... Uh, what's the the vampire fish? What did they call that? The one with the big fucking fangs. Oh, yeah. It's like the size of like a Labrador or something, which like is pretty mad. Like that's massive. Like a, a fish the size of a Labrador is massive. Yeah, it seems, yeah. it seems sure it's small compared to a fucking blue whale, but, yeah. but a Labrador is a big dog. So isn't it still a big fish? You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just that the ocean is filled with too many varying sizes of animals that we kind of get mixed up on what's small and what 
what's big but yeah i don't know i think a, a, yeah, a fucking yeah. a, a fish the size of a labrador with vampire teeth that's terrifying and i would consider that big like if i was swimming and that came for me i'd be like that's a big scary monster yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I think it's just a misconception people had that uh, creatures would need to be massive to live that far down, where in reality they just need to be tougher. So a lot of them, they're, they're more like these little bulky tanks where, I don't know, I guess they've got uh, an exoskeleton. You can almost, they're so bulky, you can almost see the outline of their bones. And they just look like these little, they almost look, they, they look real prehistoric actually. But, uh, yeah, they've just got a protective shell around them, and that's how they survive that kind of pressure. Or they're just like worms or jellyfish and have no bones at all, <laughs> and they can survive too. But, yeah, they don't need to be uh, megalodon. Yeah, there's like a lot of big fish, it's just normal fish. They're huge. Um, yeah, but, and I think that's the idea with that, that if that animal lives closer to the surface it wouldn't be as big so it is bigger because it's in the mariana trench but it's just not the size of a megalodon yeah exactly yeah that's no way like there's so much about the ocean that we just don't know and there's so much of it we haven't explored and uh, yeah it's just it's just there's too many variables it's just insane i would, I would you i'm not sorry go on so yeah, and I remember watching. It was probably one of those like unsolved mysteries kind of shows back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, I always remember there was one where just this unexplained phenomenon that happens where basically, um, just this giant like membrane of organic matter washes up on beaches sometimes. You have no idea what it is, and it's just like it's almost as if like it's a giant jellyfish, but it's dead. You know, it's just this dead matter that just comes up, and it's all one piece. Um, yeah, they've no idea what I, it is or what, what, like, what creature it comes from or is it a skin that's shredded, shedded off something or what Like they've just no idea what it is I think it's uh, one of the high priests of the Cthulhu church yeah, it's just, it's just <laughs> giant organic matter. Like, but that's what it seems like it seems like that, that shit seems like something from Lovecraft yeah like the unknowable yeah what would it take for you to go on an expedition that far below? Um, for my movie to gross a billion at the box office? <laughs> well, that's what I was, <laughs> I, I was going to say. Like, what if James Cameron came to us and he's like, listen, guys, big fan of your podcast. Yeah. As you know, in 2012, I was one of the, I broke a record for going for raising the bar by going below the challenger deep i'm everybody wants a sequel i'm very busy with the avatar films because we're doing five of them in case you have (laughs) forgot avatar is still culturally relevant and a thing everybody knows that so how about i'm just going to be an executive producer and i'm going to send you guys down instead what do you say how much are you going to pay me I, I assume if James Cameron's making you an offer, you probably don't even need to ask how much. Like, you would just, I would just assume whatever he's paying is more than I would have thought. Uh, yeah, I'd do it, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel like James Cameron could also con you, where it's like you just, it turns out you're only being paid like, what's minimum wage? 940? Yeah. <laughs> but you just can't say no to James Cameron. Oh, yeah. They're like, 
all your expenses to get there and everything are covered and then they're like oh but we're taking that out of your wages <laughs> yeah, yeah i i love that in uh the podcast the weekly planet uh nick from it made a great joke before where he was talking about battle you know that film battle battle angel olita oh yeah Alita battle angel, yeah. Alita, right, yeah. but you know the way she has the weird eyes in it because she's a cyborg uh, <laughs> he made a great joke where he was just assuming that the reason the eyes were so weird is because james cameron produced it and nobody he's he's surrounded by so many yes men that, that nobody's looked him in the eye since 1998 so this is just what he remembers eyes looking like <laughs> it's such an amazing joke you could build an entire like recurrent sketch around that concept I also watched that movie actually around the same time I watched the Meg I watched the Battle Angel yeah I watched it it's not bad Ooh, it's way too long I think. yeah Robert Rodriguez directed it yeah it has some weird pacing issues in it but uh, it's enjoyable watching but so you'd go down if uh, if James Cameron came and swung his dick around and it was like guys you're gonna to have to do this yeah or can. else there's or else there's going to be no avatar too we're like well we can't we can't <laughs> let that happen yeah um, yeah i i agree no i'd go because um, even if you end up spending like a month at sea on a ship waiting to go over the dive like Imagine how many episodes we've recorded that month. Uh, that's in yeah, a cabin. Recording, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like recording an episode your, a day. Like, yeah, you'd get your novel written and all that kind of. <laughs> or, the, or we'd write a, a couple of screenplays. Or, you know, you just get notes from. It's so funny. We we always say that, that if you're doing this job or that job, or I if know, you were yeah, looking yeah. looking after a, a lighthouse on an island for a month, you'd write your novel. And uh, like, it's it, it, a lot of the time it's been me that has said it, and then. I'm in fucking lockdown for a month. And I've done nothing. <laughs> like this would be the time to do a lot of that shit, but yeah, it's quite different when you're in lockdown, though. Yeah, yeah, it's different as opposed to being on like being in the North Pole at a radio station. <laughs> yeah, 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 and also having like like not being distracted by just. Living with people and then having the internet and just like yeah yeah it's quite different but still I feel like I should have made more more use of the lockdowns to get like personal shit like that done yeah I I have to say I was very I'm still very jealous of um, even though I'm like okay I'm grateful to have a job and I still can pay my full wage by working from home but I would have loved a month off. <laughs> <laughs> so the second shark comes for the beach (laughs) just to get back to the movie (laughs) well i was just gonna say to you like um so the scenario the scenario of um of the meg is 
how um, how easy do you think it is to survive that scenario? Well, okay, let's put us in the scenario. So Dwight from the office, Rain Wilson, he uh, he guested on our podcast early on. Let's say so he decides okay. he's bringing he's bringing us along for the ride. He's like, hey, yeah, come yeah. and check out my research facility. So we're just in the background. We're doing like an NPR kind of podcast, interviewing oh, the yeah. crew, crew and stuff, and all this shits happen. So we're just. We're just in the background watching this unfold, and that's why we're there. So how do we react when we're just like two podcasters who are meant to be just making like an audio documentary about we're, it? We're, um, what's his name? He does his YouTube sketches of the sound guy. Oh, um... His name's gone out of my head. Um, <laughs> Paul Blart. Yeah, I know. I was like, King of Queens. Uh, <laughs> See, it's not Kevin Smith, but no, it's who people um, confuse Kevin, Kevin Smith James. for. Yeah. Kevin James. I just remembered that joke in Jen, Sal and Bob. Uh, <laughs> the recent one, where people keep confusing Kevin Smith for Kevin James. That's really funny. But anyway, how do we react? if We, we have to be with these people because I think that's your uh, your biggest enemy in this scenario is the people you're with. Yeah, so is it just us standing there holding microphones? Like, sorry, could you say that bit again? Um, sorry, I wasn't recording. Or <laughs> <laughs> like, why the hell are there like people on this vessel that don't know how to swim? This scene that should be like. Yeah. I understand you probably need, at the very least, you need a degree just to sweep the floors here. <laughs> but you should probably know how to swim because there is that. There's this recurring joke in this film where there's a black <laughs> character who is the most token black character I've ever seen in the film. It, he seems like he came from a movie from 1996. Yeah, yeah. It's so outdated, and it's weird to say 1996 is outdated, <laughs> yeah. but but to have this thing where he does like the ship turns over and he's like, "Oh, I don't know how to swim." Yeah. And to make a joke about him playing into a stereotype. And I was watching it just being like, I didn't even know that was a stereotype. No. Like, <laughs> what, what, what's happening here? Yeah. Um, though that, that's a thing uh, sailors used to always do, is they wouldn't learn how to swim, so they drown faster. That's, that's like one of those legends. Like fishermen and sailors, so that they... Is that they, an actual thing? Yeah, that they panic less because they know there's no hope for them if they go overboard. It's it's one of those urban legends. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, yeah. But even even legend is kind of cool. It's obviously bullshit because even if you didn't know how to swim, you'd learn fairly quickly. <laughs> like a lot of people would just learn, but like they'd be in small little accidents where they might only be out on a like they might be on an expedition and sent out on a boat that would eventually get turned over and not be in like too dangerous of conditions yeah. that they could like. If they tried hard enough, they'd be able to get back to their overturned boat. Yeah. You know, you would just you would just fucking learn by by doing. Well, I I was thinking about this like specifically in this movie. The way to survive is to um not fall off the back of the boat like most of the characters do through the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> it's just like uh, race yourself when they're taken off and like. It happens. It happens like four or five times where a character falls off the back of the boat when they take off. <laughs> like w- when you know a boat's about to start up, just hold on to something. Like I mean, yeah, yeah. just brace yourself a little bit. Like some common yeah. sense. No, I think the the key to survival here is that when you are calling the coast guard 
to tell them that a, a massive shark has just killed like dozens of people. Don't yeah. use the word prehistoric. Yeah, yeah. Because of course they're not going to believe you and they're going to think it's a prank call, which is what happens in this film, even though that may... I don't think they say prank call, but they say that they don't believe them. But that's because you told them a prehistoric animal was attacking your ship. Now, I know that is what's happening, but you have to understand that from an outsider's perspective, that sounds like a prank call. Just say a shark has a a man-eating shark, a massive man-eating shark has just killed a bunch of my team and now he's attacking the ship. Just say that. Once you you say that exact line and you add the word prehistoric, suddenly it sounds stupid and they're probably not going to believe you. And like I think this entire film could have been, everything could have ended up differently if they just left out the word prehistoric. Yeah. Now, we don't actually see the phone call, but we just see him coming back and talking about a prehistoric shark. So you assume that he told the Coast Guard that it was prehistoric. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, he just comes back and he's like, they don't believe me. It's like, well, what did you tell them? Yeah, well, he's like, oh, you... well, I'm not surprised they don't believe a damn prehistoric shark is attacking the ship. And you're just like, well, okay, well, there, there's, there's your food there. You should have left out that word. Yeah. <laughs> like as if and that's obviously like that's just not a natural way to deliver that sentence you would never use that even if you knew that this was a prehistoric shark you would never actually yeah. use that kind of language it, no <laughs> um i was thinking about it man and the best way to stop this shark is just with a trawler just <laughs> just just catch it in a giant net with a trawler and be dead very quickly like half the sea creatures do every, every week mm. <laughs> yeah yeah um i know um yes but no the scenario is that they're they're alone and they're, they're a bunch of scientists and you know all yeah although yeah. they're only they're only like 200 miles off the coast of china which isn't actually that far but here here is actually something i did find interesting so we we've talked about how the film was essentially made to cater to the chinese audience yeah. And, well, uh, the f- film was meant to just cater to global audiences in general, but with, but including a Chinese audience very much so. Yeah, yeah. And I did find it interesting. There is one scene where they come across a bunch of sharks that have been killed, and their fins are all gone. Yeah, yeah. And it's a. It, it turns out it's a shipping vessel that the megalodon has destroyed, but the sharks had already been killed by the fishermen. Yeah. And there is a line where the the China, one of the the Chinese crew says, "All this just for a couple of bowls of soup," and it's really like dismissive yeah. of the culture of using shark fins for soup. And that was yeah. the first time I realized, oh, okay, so the, the co- communist Chinese government is clearly against shark hunting because oh. that that line would have never been included in the film. If they supported it, oh yeah, okay, yeah, that's good. I just found that interesting because I would, I would, I would, would have assumed that the government was probably okay with that because I thought maybe they profited from it, but clearly not. Clearly, that yeah. that's something the Chinese government is very much against. If that line made it into the film, yeah, because then they're they're saying they're trying to show that it's a bad thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. it it seemed like it was very deliberately placed in the film as a yeah to to stand against it yeah yeah That's which i just wouldn't have, wouldn't have thought was the case but can you imagine the soup you'd get from megalodon megalodon fins like, where, 
Bloody epic. Yeah, Megalodon. I mean, that could that could, you could feed a couple of villages for a year on a Megalodon. Let's <laughs> yeah. think if you just, if if we discovered Megalodon tomorrow, how long before we, yeah. we make it go extinct? <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's it. Because every shark hunter and lunatic would be out trying to get one. Mm. Be such a badge of honor for them. Like it wouldn't, st- it would not stand a chance. That's the thing. Like that. That's why yeah. this movie isn't a survival scenario for us. If a megalodon has been hiding in the Mariana Trench for the last like couple of million years, yeah, trapped by a, a pocket of gas or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's the case of this movie. Yeah, like it coming out. It's a question of how lo- how does it survive? Yeah. It'd be days. Like the military would go and just nuke it just to say they did. <laughs> well, that's what. So yeah, that's where I was going with like the trawler. Sorry, we went out to sink again. Yeah. But let's say we live in a world where tomorrow we a megalodon just appears. Is it one of the, Do you think that changes life? In any way, are people like, oh, that's cool. Megalodons exist. And we just go about our, our daily life. Because it wouldn't actually affect us. It's never going to, like, overturn boats and shit. No. Like, maybe there would be, like, every now and again. Like, let's say they became as <laughs> as normal as great whites. I'm sure every now and again it'd be those, like, once-off cases where it overturns a boat. The same way we have the, like, the two people a year who get eaten by a great white, you know? <laughs> but it's still just not actually a, a thing, really. I think it, we would just accept it and be like, oh, cool, megalodons are around. That's that's mad. Thought they were extinct. And we would just go about our lives and it would never actually interfere with us. Yeah, it would be uh, just be another part of life. Like, oh, there's something bigger than that. Okay. <laughs> but this film treats it like... <laughs> the apocalypse is about to happen just because a megalodon reached the surface. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's kind of one of the other things is like, because the movie is like, the megalodon eats way too much and way too frequently. <laughs> so, um, and it also does that thing where he's like about to get a real easy kill, but then they send whale sounds into the ocean and it's suddenly distracted by it. And you're like, no, it's just going to take the easy kill. Like, that's what a, an animal would do. Yeah, they're trying to draw it away. Yeah, yeah it, w- it would never give up on an easy kill to get a bigger kill. It'd just be like, I have food in front of me. Yeah, yeah that's how animals work. Like, I think that's even, that's how humans work. Yeah. Like if, you're, if you have a starving man and he has a burger in front of him, but like, he's alerted that, oh, well, if he travels another mile, he might have a steak dinner. He's not going to give up on the burger. Like he's just going to have, he's going to have the dirty McDonald's meal, and then if he can get the steak afterwards, you should try. Better, better yet, but he's going to take what's there in front of him. Well, yeah, exactly. Like how many people live on just like shitty convenience foods? I think this is just one of those films where it's just made to be like it's not a good movie in any way, but it's it's the movie it wants to be. I guess, like, yeah. there wasn't much thought put into it. Like, it almost feels like a B-movie made in the 50s. It doesn't pretend to be anything else either, though, you know what I mean? Which, which I do like well, about yeah, it. Like, yeah, but that's it. I can I can visualize, like, the, the, the this movie, its origin being in, like, if you go back to the 50s, where it's, like, fucking some, like, fat Hollywood producer brings some, like, 
news like some young screenwriter into his room and he's just like kid i want you to go and write me a picture that will get them eating popcorn and that's it that's the entire the entire reason for this movie to exist is just to get people in the seat eating popcorn yeah it's that real like remember in ed wood uh, there's a great scene in Ed Wood, which is a Tim Burton film starring Johnny Depp. Uh, everybody should watch it, but it's about the worst filmmaker that ever lived. But there's a great scene in that where he's hired to direct a film and he comes in to meet with the, the producer and he's like, oh, this sounds very interesting. Do you have a script? And the producer's like, script? Fuck that. I have a poster. And he just oh, shows yeah. the poster <laughs> for the film. And that is what, like, the Meg is, because you just show that poster, the Jaws parody poster. Yeah. And that's probably how they pitch it to the writers. Fuck a script. I have yeah, a poster. Yeah. <laughs> and part of me loves that idea of, like, making a film around just an, just true. a scene, like a, a poster, just like a visual like here's a cool visual. Let's just make a film around that, and the internet will love it. Isn't that like the whole thing in Edward? Like he usually hands him a pile of posters, and he goes and makes a movie for each one of them. Uh, I can't remember that specifically, but yeah. So, like, I mean, I mean, that's probably how he made his films in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I just think with modern technology and the way we fish and the size of the boats we have, that it's not going to stand a chance. <laughs> It's not going to stand a chance. If it if it existed, it would be of nobody's concern, really. It'd be a cool novelty. If 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 pick if if definitive proof of Megalodon's existence came out tomorrow, it would yeah. take over the news for a, less than a week, and we'd all be like, "Holy shit, this thing actually exists!" And then it would just blend into the background and just become a part of life, and nobody'd think about it because you'd never see one. And you know, and then six months later. Uh, you'll hear a story of a guy who was eaten by one but then it'll turn out like he was throwing chum in the water and tried to use like, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. cheap shark cage that it just bit through like because he was an idiot like, it was some australian surfer who tried to like ride one or something <laughs> i don't know why i had to say australian there sorry <laughs> uh, i was just because surfer but so the meg very survivable I think like one of like, more survivable than Jaws because yeah. at least in Jaws he was like really coming up and fucking with your territory in the Meg he's not really I know at the end he invades the beach but that's just because he's just popped up he's kind of confused he even fucks off pretty quickly yeah, yeah that was more him like I haven't I haven't seen this world he's just more getting a look around I think once he gets used to the place he'd uh, fuck off back to uh the middle of the ocean where he actually has prey that would feed him because he can't go around kill it like he the thing is the meg couldn't be a man eater because like he would put it's way too much man. time yeah. how how could he live off a diet like that yeah he might he might take an he might if he sees a a free meal he might just swallow a hole for the for the crack but yeah it would never hang around shallow waters waiting for a human no. to f- to feed on because it would be like it would be like you or I just waiting around for a, I don't know like an insect essentially maybe not an insect yeah. that's gone a bit far but you know what I mean so not a great movie uh, a very survivable movie uh, just Megalodon probably Megalodon just hold on to the boat you're probably grand Megalodon probably doesn't exist anyway but you know 
he doesn't need to exist. If you're out the ocean when a boat's taken off, probably a good idea to hold on to it. There's <laughs> plenty of other reasons that you don't want to end up in the ocean. Because <laughs> that's the thing, like Ryan Wilson's character, he ends up being killed by the Meg later in the film for that very reason. He didn't hold on to the boat. But yeah. even if the Meg never showed up, he'd have died anyway. He'd have died of hypothermia. He'd have drowned. He was dead anyway. He should have just <laughs> held on to the boat. This episode should just be called Hold On to the Boat. <laughs> All I can say is stay safe, hold on, and be prepared. If you liked this, even if you didn't, uh, give us a review anyway on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I need to get used to that. Or Podcast Addict. I know a lot of people listen on Podcast Addict, and they have reviews now, so review us there. Uh, otherwise, you can just uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, come to our Discord, have a chat with us, let us know how you would take on the Meg. And uh, all those links will be in the description. And yeah, that's it. Until next time, have a nice apocalypse.